We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. And so Jesus told us that we should be watching for the signs of the season so that we can know that his return is very near. So what are then some of the signs of the season? Well, in chapter 24, Jesus describes some of the signs of the season of his return. Since Jesus left this earth, people and groups have been trying to divine when he's coming back, as he promised. Well, as the Bible says, no one knows the time when that will happen, but there are signs, some indicators that will alert us to the fact that he is about to return. We're going to hear about that on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. I'm Mike Trout, and this is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And picking up where he left off yesterday, here's Pastor Leighton. We're starting at verse 3. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us when all this will happen. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. And you will hear, uh, uh, hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. And many of us are aware that earthquake activity around the globe is increasing exponentially. That there are tidal waves that are sweeping people into the ocean, tens of thousands of people in just, in just moments. That there was a cyclone in Myanmar that killed 84,000 people. That there is a a, a volcano that is erupting in in Chile. There's so much activity taking place uh, related to earthquakes and and some of the signs that Jesus told us would occur. Verse 8, but all this was only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Somewhere in my research... Uh, I found a reference that more than 95% of the nations of the world have heard the good news of Jesus Christ. There's very few nations that are left untouched by the gospel. Verse 15, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. So Jesus is referencing Daniel, the writings of Daniel, which, by the way, is one of the requirements for a book to be included in the canon, that is, in our Bible that Jesus verified or validated. So Jesus quotes from the book of Daniel. uh, what what, What Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into his house to pack. 
A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Then, if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. You know, modern technology provides tools that allow great signs and wonders to be performed. And the title Messiah has even been given to some candidates of recent elections. But any Bible reading Christian should know that when the true Messiah comes, his name will not appear on a ballot. So if anyone, if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or, look, he is hiding here. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. When Jesus Christ comes, we're not going to have time to pack our bags. We're not going to have time to get right with God. It's going to come like a a flash of lightning. Just as the gathering of vultures shows there's a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. So Jesus tells us we should be alert to the signs that the end is near. And by the way, after reading these descriptions... Aren't you glad that you only have to die once? I mean, if you knew this passage and you believe in reincarnation, what's the point? It's just going to get worse every time you come back. (laughs) Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens... And there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. And he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. And we've got some new believers, and we're so very glad that you're here uh, if you're a new believer, you're, you're getting familiar with uh, your Bible. Your Bible is a book of books, if you will. There's 66 books in your Bible. And uh, there's a table of contents in the front. So if you're looking for a particular book, you're not familiar with it, just look it up in the table of contents. It'll tell you the page number to go to. I can't give you the page number because all of us have different Bibles, so uh, that wouldn't be of any help. Now, the book of Daniel contains... Uh, various prophecies concerning the return of Christ, and chapters 2 and 7 and 8 are filled with visions and interpretations that can be very interesting and complicated and challenging to study. But chapter 12 of Daniel, which is where I want to invite you to to look, has two very clear indications of signs of the last days. We're in in Daniel chapter 12, and let's look at verse 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. So what's, ta- what's, what's being spoken of here is the time of the end, and there are, very, there are two very 
clear indications that the time of the end is nearby. One is that many people shall run to and fro, and the second is that knowledge will increase. Now, many people will run to and fro is, is in reference to travel. And during the time, uh, at the time that Daniel wrote this particular passage, at that time and for, for centuries before that time, travel was limited to the speed of a horse and the speed of a, of a ship, and that was about 12 miles an hour average. And centuries after Daniel wrote this passage, nothing changed. Travel was limited to the speed of a horse or the speed of a ship. So what would prompt Daniel to, to write that in the last times there was going to be an increase in travel? When did travel begin to increase? Well, travel began to increase in part with uh, the steam engine. The steam engine was used to move locomotives over rails. It was used to use ships to, 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 uh, to push ships over the sea. And so travel began to increase with the advent of the steam engine. And then the development of the motor car allowed individuals and families to travel from place to place. After World War II, the invention of the passenger jet allowed a businessman to get on a plane one day and be in another city uh, on the other side of the United States the next. And in the 1970s, the cost of air travel dropped to the point where a typical family could afford to jump on an airplane and go to Disneyland for vacation, whereas previously they would have to hop in the car and drive wherever they were going on vacation. And uh, if you were to look at a chart of travel, you would find out that it begins to start spiking in the 70s. And it just is an S-curve. It just, it just continues uh, to, to spike thereafter. Today, members of our congregation can get on an airplane here in San Francisco, fly to the other side of the world, hop in a vehicle, and be in the middle of the jungles of Borneo within two days. It's incredible how travel has increased. It's incredible how millions of people travel so many miles, and it used to be that people no, went no farther than 20 miles from the place that they were born. Now, it says here that many shall run to and fro. Another indication of the end of time or the time of the end is that knowledge will increase. Now, think about that for a moment. When Daniel wrote this passage, most of mankind lived on farms. And on the farm, a father would teach his son how to farm and how to hunt and how to take care of the home. And a mom would teach the daughter how to cook and clean and take care of the home. And, and they had the basic skill set by the age of six or seven. And they were so fully self-contained that they could start their own family at the age of 12 or 13 or 14. And that's the way it was for centuries before Daniel wrote this passage. And that's the way it was for centuries after Daniel wrote this passage. So what would prompt Daniel to identify an increase in knowledge as one of the signs of the times of the end? Well, we know today that things have changed. Most of us aren't living on farms anymore. Western civilization has developed to the point where we have to have a lot of knowledge just to be able to function in society today. A lot of kids have to go to college. Some of them have to go into master's programs and doctorate programs in order to be, uh, to be able to function in the society that we live in today. Knowledge is required just to be able to live. And also, in the last couple of decades, we've seen the creation of the Internet, which has become the repository of knowledge for the world. And many of us carry what are called smartphones. 
You know, when I was growing up, we used to call people who had a lot, of, a lot of knowledge smart. And what these smartphones allow us to do is to tap into the knowledge of mankind that's available over the Internet. Knowledge has increased. So two of these signs that are found in the book of Daniel are re- very evident. They've only existed in the last couple of decades uh, in mankind's history. Well, we're going to have to end it right there. Uh, Pastor Layton will come back tomorrow with the conclusion of this message, and I hope you can be with us. If you miss any of these broadcasts, and we're on on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, you can find them on the website, studyversebyverse.com. That's the ministry website for this particular outreach at studyversebyverse.com. You can also become a partner with us. Join us financially when you go to that website. You can give safely at studyversebyverse.com. Information about the church is on the web at highlands.us. If you're looking for a home church, I encourage you to check out the website and look into all of the ministries available for all ages and the various service times and, of course, uh, the campus location. Again, that's highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow, if at all possible, as we study verse by verse.